Welcome to On The Roadcast, Snacks, Trucks and Rock and Roll. I am Connie. And I'm Vicky. Okay. Okay, so no eating yeah. during the podcast. I'm trying. I'm trying. This podcast is sponsored by SAE Institute Vienna. Are you into games, movies, music, marketing or programming? So, so are we. That's why we understand, support and help you. So you can turn your passion into a profession. Choose your study field, discover a hands-on study concept, and start your dream of a career in the media industry. Go to www.sae.edu. This is our very first episode of On The Roadcast. And we have a guest. We have a very special guest today. And um, yeah, we're super stoked that you're here. Thank you for making time. We know being on tour is stressful and you squeeze it in somehow uh we have met hensley the man the man the <laughs> legend um yeah accordion player from flogging molly also Hi. Pro How we doing? an artist yes you can do it all <laughs> i can try <laughs> a jack of all trades and master of all as uh, much as the internet research mm. has shown we met you before we've been on tour with flogging molly and when we talked about starting a podcast and having guests we both said We need you on the podcast. We need Hensley. That's, That's what Vicky said. Yeah. <laughs> But thank you so much for I am to please. For coming here. How of are course. you doing? How's been how's it been in Vienna? How's the tour been so far? Well we love coming to Vienna. It's a special magic place for us. Uh, we just ever since we you know, I think this is one of the first places we played when we first came to Europe. Um, I think there's I think Dennis has some pictures of us playing at the at that club. Really? First band. Um, yeah. Deconstruction tour oh, for like he, he said that 15 yesterday. people. Yeah, it was it was just great. And actually, that show I had my son with me too. It was the first time he'd been to Europe. He was just like four or five years old, and just like so tri cool. tripping That's out on it. But taking your kids on tour. So very <laughs> special place. Awesome. And yesterday we were at the show too, and the place was sold out. So how's yeah. that feel for you to like? That feels back? great. Yeah, yeah, that feels great. Like after all these years, like. Playing the first time in Vienna and it's 15 people, is it 15? So it's just very few people, you yeah. know, I mean, because, and that's the way that it is. No one had ever heard of us. We, we just, it is what it is what it was, but it's, it definitely feels great to come back and especially in this, in this venue and, and everything feels yeah, special. The arena, um, that's the venue and it was an open air yesterday. Also today you're playing two sold out shows in a row, arena open air in Vienna and it's our favorite venue. It is. Yeah, we it's like second living room to me. Yeah, we love it's it, crazy. and it's so cool to have you guys there. We love vlogging Molly, and we keep mentioning it all the time. All the Every time. Day. <laughs> we love the band, we love the crew, and we've had the best time on tour with you guys. Oh, cool. Thank it's, you. We love you guys, too. It's super professional. Everything is organized so well, and things just work out so well because the whole crew and everyone just knows what their what their job is, and they're doing it so, so well. But... I assume that it hasn't always been like that. If you compare it to like the first years of flogging Molly, of, of course, touring. yeah. Like most bands, we our first years were in a van. Uh, in before a van, we just showed up somewhere on our own. Uh, however, you're going to do it. I can say for me personally, I, I was from San Diego, and I, I had when I met Dave, and he gave me the cassette tape to be in flogging Molly. Uh, cassette tape. <laughs> that's that's exactly <laughs> what it was, uh, and I learned it, and I and I. I went back up to Los Angeles for rehearsal, but that's like a hundred and something miles. And even, you know, our our old drummer at the moment was, he. no one really believed me. Like, 
that I would be in a band from L.A. even though I'm a hundred and something miles away and I'm, you don't know me, uh, <laughs> number one. And uh, so I did a lot of miles in the beginning because we Popped would we, rehearse. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'll be there in five. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a lot of late nights, uh, but that's just like anything. But um, yeah, so we would rehearse once a week at least and then we'd play shows. So I'd see a lot of five o'clock in the mornings coming home from like an Irish bar from at two fifteen in the morning going back to San Diego. Oh, boy. Uh, do you still live there? I do. Yeah. So the band is pretty spread out, right? Some living. I am the only person living in California at the moment. There's Even though the band is based out of California, right? We, I mean, we, that's where we started from. It's hard to know where we're based from now. Uh, Gabe and Bridget live in Ireland, and they live in Detroit. So we do a lot of writing in Detroit. So I, I, I don't know, but we started in Los Angeles for sure. Yeah, and we've been there with you. It was a pretty special On show. St. It was St. Patrick's Day, which was crazy. Yeah, yeah Hollywood was, Palladium. That was for me. That was like one of the best shows because we ha we hung out in the parking lot playing cards, eating fried food, and it was just yeah. it was a huge. It was festival like on the day. It was I one of those it. moments we were like, "Wow, this is really happening." <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Uh, it was a great day. <laughs> One question about the skating, um, because you used to be a pro, or you are a pro skater. Are you still doing that? Like in your free time, do you bring a skateboard on tour and just look for like a parking lot I, where you can skate? I I used to. I I don't I don't as much anymore. Well, right before COVID, I actually threw my my back out. It's pretty oh. bad. It's the okay. worst I've ever done it. I threw like three three discs out of my spine. Oh, and oh my god, so much pain. I couldn't even. And that's its own damn story. But I mean, I was, when it went out, I was feeding my dog, Maggie. And I was reaching down to feed her and my back went out and oh. I hit the ground. And I was on the ground for like four hours. No. I couldn't get up. I was like, I could barely scream, you know, Were it was so alone? weird. No, my wife, was, my wife was with me, but she sleeps with a sound machine. Oh, no. Oh, so she was just oh, like, oh, yeah, she was snoozing all the way. And then she oh, finally got up to drink coffee, and I was on the ground with oh, my dog my licking my face. And I was <laughs> like, it was, uh, it was pretty terrible. So I certainly been really been, since that moment, I've been pretty, pretty careful. But I used to for sure. Like when we first came here, I would definitely have a skateboard all the time. And and try to skateboard. And even in our very first years in Flagamali, I would show up all the time with a cast on or, you know, I mean, I've broken my <laughs> wrist so many times, which is, you know, even on like the ramp, the cruise that we do, there's a ramp. I mean, I have to be really kind of careful because as much as I love it, like I'm, Flagamali is a big family, as you guys know, mm -hmm. and we have to kind of, we look after each other and all the people that are part of this band. And I, if I start breaking myself off mm -hmm. in a way where I can't do my job, then I'm I'm kind of also uh, taking the piss on the people, sure. on the whole organization. So I try yeah. to be, be respectful. Because if I try to find a parking lot today and we went after it, I might hurt myself again. And here we go again. Yeah, you better yeah. not talk to Engel, uh, a guitar <laughs> player, because he's a, he loves skating yeah. and he would definitely take you out to a skating spot like yeah. so fast. So just <laughs> avoid. Speed. But I do. I, I mean, I still do love it. It's in me. Yeah. Uh, I, it will never kind of come out of me. I. I look at things like a skateboarder. Is it like when you started out, you were a skateboarder who did music, and now you're a musician who skateboards and does art? I think it's just, I think that this blended. It's even when I was just, you know, giving everything to skateboarding, music was always such a big part of that. Uh, so it didn't blur. And even, you know, my the first band that I was ever in was, was a, I was a guitar player in a ska band while I was pro. Are you uh, Spy Kids? Yeah. So, I mean, that all is happening all at the same 
kind of time. So for me, I've just blended it. So I know the weird part of my life, I guess, or my situation is that like, so you are an accordion player. That's not the usual path, I guess, but uh, that's just, that's just what, what resonates in my, what happened to me. But I, like, I've been trying to get better at different instruments and doing everything, but yeah, it's not the most average road people I guess take. you're the, the only uh, pro skater slash professional accordion player in the world. Uh, but that's just such a small lane. <laughs> Not a lot of competition there, but there's lots of skateboarders that are great, great musicians for sure. But you're also an artist, and I, I saw that you also, um, I don't know if that's true, but I saw that you learned how to be a paramedic. Well, I went to par I, I say, well, I, uh, I went to school in Chicago mm -hmm. uh, to be a paramedic. So uh, before there, you go to paramedic school, you go to EMT school, yeah. like, it's just standard mm -hmm. stuff. And I did go to school for that. And then I started going to paramedic school. I was working in an emergency room, and I just, I, I just realized that this job was not for me. Yeah. I, I just, I had a, it's a long story, but I just had a bad night in the ER, and I just, I almost got into a fist fight with some guy who was trying to kill his lady, and it just things got out of control. And when it was all said and done, the head nurse is like, "Your instinct is wrong here because your instinct should be taking care of the." There was a, a pregnant woman, mm -hmm. and the this piece of shit was trying to beat her up and try to kill the pregnancy. What? And it's this heavy zone, and I just kind of lost the plot. Not that I'm going around saving everybody or kicking everybody's ass. It's yeah. just, it was just a confusing time. So, sure. you know, she's just like, I, you weren't worried about her as much as you were trying to fucking sort him out. Mm -hmm. Let the security guys deal with him. You deal with her. And it was the truth. And I was like, mm. I, 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 I took that. I woke me up. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, this is just not for me. I don't think this... I'm just not built for this in my mind. I'm probably too sensitive for this sort of mm -hmm. activity, which is, you know, it is what it, my brother Chris is a captain of the fire department in Carlsbad. Oh, so he's he's the man for it. He took yeah. That, so if that, something that, goes bad, I just call my brother. Yeah. And he works there. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have someone like. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm glad that happened, but I'm glad you had that kind of wake up. Yes, for sure. You said, okay, I'm going to pursue skating and music because. Well, I already was doing that, and then I went there, and then I went to that school, mm -hmm. and then, I mean, then I was, I just was confused, young, confu who's ever been young and confused, but it happened. <laughs> I'm old and, and confused. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then right after that, I went to art school in Chicago. I went to Art Institute of Chicago, and that, that was just immediately felt like the lane of, of my life, you know? I was like, okay, I feel right at home here. You still you know, have even if I'm, for that, like I, for I, the art part of I've tried to do it on the on the road, and it's just, it's kind of hard. I mean, Kenny can probably testify. I've been on the road, like carving, like lino, lino. I'll do lino cuts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of get in the in the in the, in the right headspace. It's always hard to kind of find that time out here, that kind of time where you're like, not only do you have three or four hours, but of no one in your shit. Right. It's just always loud, and it's just, mm -hmm. in, and I don't want to be the guy who goes in the dressing room and just sets up shop. No one can come in here. So. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard, and then when I'm not doing that, I started picking up like sign painting. I've been loving doing that, so but uh, that's very stinky and smells like shit, and that, <laughs> people just get driven crazy with that. So I have a studio in my garage that's all set up just for that. So when I'm home, mm -hmm. when I'm home, I do that stuff. I just had to I had to separate the the church and the state mm -hmm. of that because I used to carry all this art stuff all around, but it was it was just madness. How many days of the year are you usually home? Or on the road? Well, I mean, short of pan pandemic times, Flagamoli is pretty 
we prolifically tour and have、mm-hmm. ever since. We've we've been a a working band that everybody in our band makes a living through、mm-hmm. music, and so we have a lot of people in our band. So we have to hit the road a lot. <laughs> I I don't know the right answer、yeah. for that, but I know that. I don't know. I mean, I've yet to meet too many bands who are like, "Oh yeah, I've t- we are on the road longer or something." You know, we.、Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is, but I don't know how many months out of the year I'm home. Two or three. Does that sound crazy, Kenny? Am I talking shit? All right. I mean, pandemic way, was like a fat、Kenny. break, and <laughs> Kenny's、yeah. in the room too.、Yes. Yeah. Kenny's the production tour management assistant. What's up, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> One of the few things about the pandemic, I think that was that worked out okay for me, was that Flog and Molly was really off the road for real.、Mm-hmm. Nothing really we could do, and that was the first time I, like, b- between me and my wife, who we just celebrated our 25 year anniversary,、uh, we got to spend like un- like qualified time together, like, like in a way that we've never had. I was in this band before we were married, so she's just knowing nothing but all right, I love you, I'm out of here,、uh, mm-hmm. kind of a vibe, you know. And then we have we had our son Oliver and. It's it's been it's been crazy. That was the first time that we were like probably living like more normal people, and, and then we didn't still like each other. And, and that's the, that's <laughs> the point I'd make. Like she, she you know, at, yeah, there was a moment where I was like, oh my god, when is your tour?、Yeah. But we we worked it we worked it, and yeah, we're it, it it was it was great. But it was almost like okay, after twenty five years, we went on like a, a year and a half honeymoon, a little bit, you know.、Mm-hmm. So it's cool. I wanted to ask. I mean, you kind of mentioned it already, but was it hard for you after seeing what it's like to be home for such a long time and like? In it was one time. It was. It certainly was on one side of my emotion. It,、mm-hmm. it certainly was. Like, I just got like like all people. I got used to my station in the world. You know,、yeah. wake up before the household, feed my cats, dogs, sort coffee. Normal life. Just normal things, and、yeah. get it all set up, and then. But but、uh, you know, I say that, and yeah, it's hard. It, But but there's just a part of me that, that I've lived most of my life、um, at this point,、uh, being 52, I've lived most of my life on the road,、mm-hmm. and so there so I am kind of married to to the also to the road, and and、yeah. it, there's hardness in there, but that's just I I that's just that makes my situation normalized, and even because before this band I lived in a van down by the river on a skateboard. Really, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, we tour in vans, so all of this.、Uh, Probably since I was sixteen or seventeen, is the way it's been going. That's crazy. I have a very special question because I wonder how you guys or you how you do the self care thing when you're on tour. What do you do to stay sane, and what do you do in the, during the time you're by yourself, or if there's even some time like that? I I think、uh, I mean everybody in our band does different things to kind of cope with. This, the world that that it is for us when you're out here, but、uh, my mind kind of changes. I kind of it just kind of changes over the years, you know. I, I, you know, just like anybody, I've gone through ups and downs and weird and weird moments. But for a long time, it was actually running.、Mm-hmm. I just found the it's like run, trying to run five miles a day, and then、yeah. I went cr- crazy and I, I I entered a you know I ran a marathon and trained for it on the road, which was like well, was weird because you know we would be. I'd be in the middle of Australia. We do a show at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and I had to run ten miles just for my training for whatever.、Yeah. So I'm just drinking Gatorade, <laughs> do the show, and then、That's、ran ten miles in the middle of Adelaide, you know. And after like two miles into my run, it was just dark, and then I just got lost in the middle of the of you know outside、really? in Australia where it's pretty wild, you know.、Oh, yeah. It's pretty. 
kangaroo. It was like it, it went, was like I went for a run and it ended up kind of being a rescue mission to save my own ass, you oh, know. No. But I pulled it. Yeah. But <laughs> it was running for a long time. But then, you know, I also uh, play Irish button accordion too. Mm-hmm. So I try to play at least a couple hours a day. Oh. Yeah, I, I was impressed that you guys like before the show, after the show, whenever you have time, you'll grab your instruments and play. Even though like you do that for a living, you still do it in your free time too. I'm I'm I I drive people probably pretty much bananas. Kenny can maybe answer that, but I play a lot. I I practice a lot. I love what I do, and I there's something inside me that wants to try to do it better. So, and I have a little studio. And one of the things like everybody you know learned how to make bread or go bananas during COVID. But I I, I just decided that I would I would try to be a little bit more uh, active in the in the thing that I'm in recording mm-hmm. you know music. So I started just kind of going that way or now I have a little studio in my house so I'm making my own music so even out here like yesterday I I bought guitar a bunch of different stuff just oh, to keep uh, just to keep just to kind of keep going forward I actually started playing harmonica <laughs> in the pandemic too like I I got myself a Styrian harmonica which is like all buttons sweet but I that wasn't like my pandemic baby and I'm still super bad at it but every time I see you play I'm like damn it I need to practice. <laughs> I only ever I do have an accordion at home too, but I only ever play at Christmas, and I don't know why. And I'm always trying to play the Christmas songs, and everybody's always freaking out because like, well, shut the fuck up! And I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying. That's, okay, that's the weird thing with the year. the weird thing with the accordion is that it like like unlike a guitar, where you can kind of bullshit your way through it a little bit. Uh, no accordion player, I mean accordion playing, if it. If it starts to go pear shaped even a little bit, you you start to grate on people's nerves. You know, yeah. it's like a banjo too. It's, really it's in the same. Yeah, it's so specific sounds. It's just like uh, on the edge. <laughs> if you play it right, it's awesome, but it's not forgiving at all. So I'm I'm probably gonna leave accordion playing to you guys because I suck at it. You mentioned the cruise earlier, and I was I was wanting to ask you about that. Could you briefly explain what that is? The cruise. The cruise, the, the Dog cruise. Well, we we um, ever for for many many years we we would always think about maybe trying to do uh, some kind of pirate cruise or some kind of punk rock, punk rock. In the beginning, it was like a sailboat. We were going to get a like a proper big ass uh, sailboat and sail around and do shows at little harbors and see you know. But it just ended up being like crazy, like uh, you know, millionaire status. Don't tell me you also know how to sail. No, because, okay. no. because otherwise I would have lost my shit. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> can no. Do I do want to get a boat, but that's, that's another subject. Uh, Connie has a boat. She can show you. She yeah, has a boat, boat license. license. Oh, nice. Yeah, and um, my boat's in Italy, though. If you guys ever come to Italy, that's the first world. Pro- your boat's in Italy, huh? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I mean, things you have. No, that's you that's know, very cool. No, really. Um, if you're ever in Italy. Let's take a trip on my boat. Okay. Vicky and me um, do like don't. <laughs> That's our summer thing. We go to do we go to Italy and then we tan naked on the boat for hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> special therapy. Yeah, that you can do like a yeah. special treatment. I don't know if you ever heard of butthole tanning, but <laughs> we tried that last year. I've I've never felt better. Like my soul was a part of the body that where the sun (laughs) never reaches the sun never reaches the part of the body and if you do (laughs) let some sun get to that area um it makes you very happy it does vitamin d and stuff 
the only thing that didn't make me happy was that all of a sudden a lot of family boats started like, yeah, circling so the dads were driving their families around. So the dads were steering the boat, <laughs> watching yeah. the moms were like, "What like, the passing, fuck?" The kids then, in the back, ew, and the dads and were like, "Hi, what's up?" That? <laughs> <laughs> that was sketchy. Sorry, uh, we kind of yeah. so we uh, talked about butthole tanning. Cross that off the list. <laughs> yeah. Back to the cruise. <laughs> um, yeah, you said. Um, sorry, yeah, Matt, you were saying that. Uh. <laughs> kind of became a millionaire that just came too expensive i think to do that and yeah. it'd be too expensive for us too expensive for any fans or it just didn't work and then um at one point one of our managers also did some cruising with um damian marley so mm. we kind of had an idea about he had an idea about how to do this and you know we went for it and i i think at the very beginning for us obviously was the most important thing was to try to make it feel authentic as authentic as you can on like a luxury landing cruise ship, you know, because that, that doesn't really ring true to probably punk rock or just really anything, you know, it's, no. it's such a different, it's just a different thing. So from the very, from the jump, we were just really concerned just to make sure in every way possible that when you get on that cruise and you guys have been on it, you can testify mm -hmm. to it yeah. or not, but that it feels like it's coming from the right place. It's it, legit, it, it like a genuine is. care for the way that this goes down. And I, you know, we just spend a lot of time, even, you know, the beginning, we were just like, I, even the music in the elevator needs to, needs to, in the background, be like, wow, this is, this is everything is thought of, you know, but so, we can't have yeah. just any jackass driving the boat and turn it up, you know, <laughs> but sure. we got to make it feel like the, like, like the inmates have taken over the asylum to a degree. Yeah. I was so impressed by the whole logistics behind it. Like everything exactly. was planned out. And it's like a festival on a cruise. You bring a lot of bands equipment equ like the People. i mean there's a company sixth man yeah, um, yeah. that like yeah. organize all of that they have they set up the stages they have their mm -hmm. their team who cares about everything from hospitality to yeah. tech stuff to whatever it's all taken care of um every day you come to your room and there's like little messages from the from the from the crews or from the band, a little like yeah. presence. And that kind of stuff, you do want to be nice, right? You do want yeah, to feel like you're like you're perfect. you're being taken care I of took and special. So, so many goodies, like not even the the goodies stuff that you guys give to the to the people who attend the cruise. Also, it's like a huge family, and I feel like the the people who book the cruise they come back every year. Yeah. It's this huge family. Most of them already kind of know each other because they meet each other at the yeah. shows or at the cruise and they're super well connected and all of them bring like goodies. They make little... Little coins, tokens and yes, stuff. Bands. There's the, I mean, that's if I had to come up with one word, the camaraderieship yeah. on that boat is such a beautiful thing. Even people that never met each other in their life, even mm -hmm. though some people obviously have, but you just get on that cruise and as soon as you leave the dock or just you're sitting there, you're like, wow, I, it's how did... Whatever decisions we did in our world to get us here to this moment it's, it seems seems pretty radical there's something very sweet in that and i, I, yeah, I it's love amazing. it for us when we are on the road with uh ruskaya there is not a single day where where no one, uh, no like one mentions, mentions the, the cruise the cruise like sometimes yeah, you see great. someone so just standing or sitting there staring into the air and mm -hmm. you're like what's wrong and they're like <laughs> i, I miss the cruise <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We, we miss flogging it. like it, want to get back on the it cruise. Was it was crazy. Like we were on tour with you guys the whole month before the cruise, and you y'all always said to us, "Wait for the cruise." Like whenever we partied and <laughs> had like late nights and crazy shit happened, everyone was like, "Wait for the cruise," and we couldn't really. It's like, hard to conceptualize you, you, you that. You don't know right? what I to totally expect, and then you. you're on that boat and you're like in a different world. Like instantly, 
I mean, you're always drinking. There is music all the time. There is live music all the time. Yeah. Everyone's happy. It's summer. It's warm. It's you're on a fucking cruise ship in the ocean and you just celebrate life. And I don't know. There's so many stories from that cruise. Like every now and then you meet one of your like um, crewmates or of the band, meet them somewhere on the boat being like, where the fuck have you been for the past 10 hours? (laughs) And they're like, I don't know. I did this and that. You, yeah, you just get you just get happen. keep getting pulled right, right. so yeah. you could just if you just kind of go with the flow you just never know but it's not gonna not gonna stop right. <laughs> it, was, it was insane i hope that we'll be back on the cruise as guests yeah. or please with please have of, course. <laughs> of course i'm ready i'm gonna put some sunscreen on my butthole so we can <laughs> tan it on there <laughs> um, have us back on the cruise and we'll give you less than a butthole tanning <laughs> uh, yes yeah okay well, I'll, i'm sure well, that'll go over great <laughs> <laughs> um, we can offer like a like a butthole tanning lessons. Like some, it's like yoga. Some people go to a yoga lesson. Yeah, downward dog. And spread the cheeks, and you're good. You're gonna feel amazing. It's like it's we got we gotta watch the time because you're a busy man and busy, you busy. have a show today. So. Many more shows actually to come. This is like early I, in the tour. Yeah, yes. early in the tour. So if you wanna yeah, go and see Flog and Molly in Europe. Get your tickets because they're still on the Probably road. Probably most of them are sold out, and but we still need to ask a couple yes, of things. I'd okay. Favorite tour snack? Yes. I mean, <laughs> uh, in this part of the world, I would say it's a pretzel for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We prepare a lot of snacks for our guests. That's like our thing. And we do have pretzels here, of course, yeah. because we know that pretzels. Matt likes pretzels. Yeah, and I do. <laughs> the pretzel, the favorite tour snack is the pretzel. It is. It, yeah. it, 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 it is. I, even when I'm, you know, when I, I, I think about it, we haven't been to Germany in two years. I'm like, I'm getting off that airplane in Frankfurt and I'm going to go right to the guy who I used to know his name because we would travel so much yeah. there and just <laughs> get a hot pretzel and a beer. Oh. Are you kidding me? They, yeah, yeah. You can also that. get those in the supermarket, like a free frozen. So you can yeah, I mean, you can get a crazy pretzel in America too, but it's, yeah, it's sucks. Not it's not it's the not, same feeling as the, when you the, eat That's here. cooked with lye and stuff. I'm, yeah. I know that much mm-hmm. about it. It's not the way in America. I also do have one more question because it's very, yeah, for me, somehow very important. What's the thing that you, beside from cell phone or stuff that you, like undies, that you would obviously bring, what's the most important thing that you bring on tour every time? Personal My, my button accordion. Okay, well. For sure. For sure. That's, really? Because you said you, you play. And my passport, probably. And but, your passport. But, but that, yes, yes, my, yes, my, yes. my button accordion just literally just goes, it goes everywhere I go. Have you ever lost it? Um, have I ever lost it? I've never lost it. No, I've, it's it's fallen in a tour bus and broken into bits, and I've had to fix it and gone through all kinds of stuff. I'll show it to you later or whatever, yes. but it's it's pretty beat up. But but I've never lost it. I also have one more question. I'm so sorry. Self care tips, like few tips that you could tell to people, like when you're on the road, what do you do? It depends on when you say self care, like just trying to keep your mind on screwed on straight just to feel good you know like kenny recently said good shoes is a thing of yeah course. for sure well shopping for kenny i yeah. think it would be oh, the yeah. <laughs> oh yes <laughs> yes yeah, so which i'm part of for sure i'm part of the crime but he is the mastermind <laughs> oh, I, I know i've seen that <laughs> um, um yeah i mean I, again like I, for me I, I mean i just just try to be proactive try to do something creative in mm-hmm. my in my mind and if i start to go dark i I tend to try to think about the things that I'm grateful for before I start to let the negative kind of take over, no, which, you know, this, this road can be hard mm-hmm. and it 
can kick you in the in the neither region for sure. <laughs> and and sometimes you get kind of lost. You get lost in it. So yeah. I try to, and I fail sometimes, but I try to keep that in my in my mind. How kind of just being grateful, just to Definitely. be in this weird situation. You know, like people could. You know, when we went out last night, we do that when we played last night and we walk on the stage. And it's, people just are genuinely happy to have us come yeah. back, and I could feel that. It's way better than people like yeah, screw these guys and throwing like shit at us. Sure. Uh, I, I'm stoked, so I just try to keep that in my mind. That's a great tip. And Thank you. also, I mean, you told us about the running story in Australia. Is there one <laughs> other story that you could think of that you would want to share, like one crazy, fucked up, insane tour story that comes to mind? And you've had your fair share sure of I have. touring experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's something. Oh, there is. A, a, a bad story or kind of a... Uh, Whatever you want to share. I mean, you know, like the road can be rough story. I've told this to a couple of people about what, how many years ago. This is maybe 15 years ago or, or more. But um, we were starting a tour in Glasgow, Scotland. And across the street is a, a Indian restaurant, I believe, called Karma Sutra. It's like one of my favorite Indian restaurants <laughs> that I'm a fan of. Good night. Good night. So <laughs> I, uh, we flew all the way to, you know, we flew from, I flew from L.A. to London. And then we took a tour bus to Glasgow. But on the way to the... On the way to England, I had a root canal. I have terrible teeth, so uh, I had a, like a root canal went bad, or oh. my tooth went to shit. I don't know what happened, but I woke up when I got to London. I was in lots of pain, and I was thinking, okay, well, it's because of the flight altitude puts pressure, yeah. so it should go away. And uh, man, it just did not not go away. And I had a couple started drinking, kind of drinking it away. <laughs> it's like a seven, six or seven hour drive from London to Glasgow, I think. Mm -hmm. So. That all the drinking in the world didn't didn't help that. And then so when we finally got to Park Door, I was like, yeah, I couldn't wait to get there. We, I walk into this Indian restaurant with all the all the, everybody in Flagamali that that was gonna eat there, and I couldn't even open my mouth. I couldn't eat anything, so I just had like terrible scotch <laughs> and just trying to drink. Everybody's like, yeah, I'll take you masala. Everybody's just getting Aww. down, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm just just starting to become a bitter bitter drunk and Aww. and then I, then I went on the tour bus and then I kind of just passed out and when I woke up the bus was not plugged in it was totally dark oh, no. and I was and I had somehow I mis didn't get a key to the room or I just couldn't figure it out but it just was it was a screwball but my I was in loads of pain I, I was like oh my god I don't know what I'm gonna do so I went to the refrigerator and I started drinking wine try to kill the, the, the fucking pain that way <laughs> and then I had to go to the, the bathroom so I had no idea where to go to do that. So I had to, in the middle of Glasgow, in the middle of the night, like two in the morning, I had to go to the bathroom, take a Scheiser Manelli <laughs> right in the street. <laughs> I, had to, I wiped my undercarriage with my T-shirt and then just like scooted it under the tour bus. Oh, no. And then went back on the bus and just, you know, just had some more wine. Just like, this has got to end, you know. I'm like, yeah, raging. Woo, this is this amazing. And uh, at around six in the morning, I was still up because I just, it was just so activated. I just couldn't drink it away. Uh, and then I was just kind of like a zombie running around like half a shirt on. Uh, <laughs> looking for just looking for help in any way and i saw a, <laughs> oh a dental training school a scottish dental training school and they opened at seven so i showed up at seven in the morning in you know looking like a like a lunatic <laughs> and i'm like can you do something about my tooth and they're like well these are just these are people being trained you know they're not 
you know, mm. I don't care. Yeah, at this point, I don't care. Helps. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so I had like a student give me a faulty root canal. Oh. Uh, that that did fail again, like in two months. Oh, but I was wow. in America, and I could so get at it, least you could get it figured out. But he did give me the goods, and I was like, oh, thank God. And I, and I was just like. It was just whatever. Right. Just you reduced to whatever that state is, and then we then we took off. And when we left the next day after the show, I, the bus I could I was in the I could see from the back or the front or whatever. And we you, we you took off, and shirt. I'm like, there's my shirt. I'm like, adios. The shirt. Adios. Shizer Manelli. I mean, I can feel you. I like I had I have fake teeth in the front because I crushed him in the surfing accident, and I had like months of not being able to eat properly. Wow. I just you still can't, <clears throat> but that's not the teeth problem. <laughs> <laughs> Always eating like a pig. No, like for real. I had so much shit going on, and it's it was so much pain for months and months, and that's the worst. Like yeah, it's not tooth pain, and yeah, that, that just kind of shuts the whole thing down. I, that, I mean, I have little. That's kind of wacky shit that you just you know normal pe- situation in your world. You just be like, well, just go to your dentist. You know, right. what are you on about? Just have some soup. You're fine. Yeah. But in those weird no, situations, you're like, yeah. it's all these combining things that make things <laughs> more exciting. And being in a different country, not knowing how the, like the the system works with the like, where do you get your treatments, and yeah. what about insurance and stuff. Cost me eight eight pounds oh, to true. get that. It's so Can cheap. Can you tell me the name of the dude? <laughs> that's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, it's just weird. I guess it's just loads of weird stuff like that, or just stuff that is complicated by the fact that you're, you know, you're doing what you do. We, we, you know, when we were in a van, we had a twelve passenger van, and we had a trailer behind us, and the trailer was lower than the van oh. by like a half a foot or whatever. Oops. And I remember in the middle of the night, you know, going through Ohio or something, there was a dead deer in the road, oh. and we ran over it, and the van cleared it. No. But the trailer did not clear it. Dragged it along. And it, and it it didn't drag it. It it exploded it. It just What? it just we we just all woke up at four in the morning and just like bang and it was just you know we hit something right no doubt mm-hmm. about it and we pulled over and it just looked horrible Blood right in, on the in, in on the back of that parts. trailer. Uh, but we had to keep going, so we kept going. And when we got to the venue, they opened up the back to get into the stuff. And what happened? It was such impact. That even though there was no holes or like whatever little like miniature crack was in that 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 pressure had sh- it looked like a horror film. Oh, it shot shit. pieces of that poor deer on everything that we had, and that it was not it was it was unbelievable. It, it, the way it okay. was it was unbelievable. So like a death metal band with bloody <laughs> backlining equipment. <laughs> Crazy story. I'm glad that hasn't happened yeah, to us yet. yet. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm afraid our time is is yeah. over. For We still today. need to ask you yes. about your favorite on the road song. Like, what's your jam? What do you listen to when you're on the road? Favorite song? I mean, I have a lot of favorite songs. I think I listen to a lot of reggae when I'm on the road for oh, sure. Oh yeah, we know that. And, reggae uh, party every night. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there was a song for a long time. Uh, If I could only fly by Mel Haggard. It seemed to like put a tear in my eye, and it was kind of just about wishing you were somewhere where you weren't. We weren't kind of like the mm-hmm. tug and pull of of doing this for a living. I listened to that song the other night. And it reminded me because for years that song I would play to almost tempt myself to start crying. I think, Aww. but but uh, I would say that right now that would be the song I would probably okay. say. We'll add that to our 
playlist. We have this Spotify mm. playlist and everyone's favorite road song is going to be on there. So this will be yours. Thank you so much for being our guest. Of and course. Thanks for having me. Time. It was a pleasure. The greatest pleasure ever. So great to you. have you here. Um, You're one of the most interesting people I know. For real. Like, <laughs> not even, stuff not even making that. Amazing. I hope uh, you're going to enjoy Vienna tonight. I will, for the sure. Crowd yeah. Before you leave, have all the before snacks. Before you leave, eat all the snacks. The pretzels. The pretzels, right. And yeah, thank you again for, for being yeah. here. Danke, nice. thank you. If I can only fly If I could only fly I'd bid this place goodbye